Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. We have Jennifer Marseille with us today, and she is a local Palm Beach County homeschool mom of eight years, and she has come um, on here today to share her story. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hi, Autumn. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Um, So let's start off by talking a little bit about your family, um, your kids and their ages. Sure. So my husband and I have four daughters. They are ages 12, 10, 8, and 5. And we have been homeschooling um, since the oldest was in kindergarten. Okay. So you've been homeschooling since then. And um, what led to your decision to homeschool? Well, Autumn, um, actually, it started with my own education journey. Um, I, I was in public school uh, most of my life, and it was fine. I was a, a very motivated student, so I did really well. However, um, when I was in high school, um, my, my parents got this idea about homeschooling, and I was, I was like, sure, let's try it out. And I just fell in love with it. I loved um, it being so flexible and being able to learn at my own pace. And I felt like I was learning uh, not just to pass a test, but to uh, really just enjoy um, the education part of it, to just really sit and be able to really study whatever whatever I felt like studying. And and I, ha- I had a good curriculum, but... Um, I just really enjoyed it myself, so I always had that desire. One day, I would love to be able to homeschool my kids. Oh, that's really great. So you homeschooled throughout your whole high school uh, years then? I actually, so back back a long time ago when I was in high school, <laughs> it was a little different from how it is now, and my mom wasn't quite sure about how to uh, get me, help, help me get me into college. And so mm-hmm. she had me, she, she said, I feel like you should go back to, um, to public school for your senior year. And so I did mm-hmm. go back. Um, however, I really missed the, the freedom of homeschooling. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so did you have any concerns then since you kind of always wanted to homeschool? I, my, you know what, my biggest concerns were, um, t- for some reason, teaching a child how to read was was very scary for me, that idea um, of being in charge of that, because it seems, you know, so uber important. And also math, I was a little bit terrified of math, mm-hmm. <laughs> teaching math. <laughs> but um, wow, my, you know, it's, it's been a journey, but we've, everybody knows how to read here. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and from your experience, did it take a lot of different things to get each child to read? Um, believe it or not, I've actually stuck with the same curriculum for kindergarten, uh, for all four children. So it must have worked well. It, um, the one that I chose, I don't, I don't know if you want me to say it, but, um, yes, I think that would be great. Thank you. Okay. I actually use, uh, it's called my father's world. It is a religious curriculum. Um, how, but the thing that I think that is, is so wonderful about it is it's very gentle and it, um, it teaches them the letter sounds and how to put them together in a very systematic way, but also, and it brings in, you know, nature studies and art and all bring it all together, good read alouds. 
but it's, it's really also very simple for the mom to do. So it was a very easy way for me to kind of get into homeschooling. Um, and each child just has done really well. My youngest is still in that program and, um, she's, she's loved it too. So, um, any other curriculum you can recommend? Yes. So, um, there's another one explode the code. Um, that's another great one for it practices reading a lot of repetition with, uh, reading and, uh, the different letter sounds, not just letter sounds, but, um, when you get into higher level, like digraphs and, and, uh, putting the, those letters together. Um, and, but it also helps reinforce spelling as well. And what I love about it, it's, it's very inexpensive. I mean, the workbooks are, you know, less than $10. So, um, those have helped a lot. Uh, I've, I've really personally, and my family too, um, we've really enjoyed Read Aloud Revival. Um, they, so they don't have a curriculum, but it's, uh, she has a podcast and then they also have uh, a membership that you can subscribe to. And um, they have different read alouds where that you're reading together as a family. And then later you actually get to do sometimes do video calls with authors of these books. Um, they have different writing workshops, different things like that. So we've really enjoyed that as well. Um, what's another one? Uh, just, just getting together with uh, other homeschool moms has been really helpful too. Okay. So making sure you're connecting with other homeschool families. Yes, that's very important. And what is your advice on choosing curriculum? Because having four girls, um, are they all kind of into the same thing or are they using different curriculums as you move across each year? Another thing, reason why I chose my father's world is once you get to um, like second or third grade, the whole family can do it together. And so I thought that would be great because I have so many (laughs) and one year we studied the whole world together. Um, there's, you know, there's a year in there where you study United States history together. Um, and so that, that was really great. However, like you said, they're all, they're all also very different. And so, um, as they've gotten older and have, you know, shown more of their personalities, I've, you know, I can kind of tailor that and, And even just, even if I'm using the same curriculum, just make it a little bit different for each child. Um, For example, one child uh, really likes diagramming sentences. So I I will have her diagram her sentences. However, another one does not do, she's she's not into that. And so at this point, I'm not having her do that. So you can, you know, you have the freedom to be able to see what works for each child. Yeah. And that freedom is the the greatest thing about homeschooling. Um, And the next kind of question I know that you probably get a lot is how do you structure your day with four kids? Um, You know, how do you have, how do you kind of manage your time as a homeschool mom and all the other aspects of your life as well? So I personally um, get up before my kids. (laughs) I think that gives me some time to at least get myself, um, you know, ready for the day. And however, um, you know, that's been a work in progress too. I am not a super organized person, um, just out of my own personality. Mm -hmm. However, out of necessity, I have become more, uh, organized over the years. And it actually was during, um, you know, 2020 when, when we were staying home more 
that uh, my kids were like, Mom, this was the first time that we felt so organized and we finished all of our curriculum. (laughs) And so that helped us. That actually, that year of like staying home actually helped us because um, I got a good rhythm. What has really been really helpful is making me making a list for each child Mm -hmm. for what they need to do um, each day. And so... Uh, especially in the elementary years, they're able to go through and, you know, go down a checklist. Yes, I did my math. Yes, I did my English. Yes, I did my typing or whatever. So, um, you know, now that my oldest is in middle school, she actually has taken that job upon herself where she'll sit down um, at the beginning of the week and and say, okay, here's what I need to do. And she breaks it up in in the way that she wants to. And then I'm, I'm going behind her making sure that it gets done. (laughs) That's really cool. So you're seeing like a fruit of your labor a little bit more as they get older. Exactly. Um, So there's hope then. (laughs) (laughs) There's always hope. Yeah. Um, And then how has homeschooling for you changed over the years? So eight years in, I mean, do you consider yourself an experienced homeschool mom, seasoned homeschool mom, or are things always kind of changing a little bit? With that. Well, yeah. So um, I think with my youngest, I feel more experienced, at, you know, since uh, I have done kindergarten, this is the fourth time. Um, but, you know, like you said, every child is different. So, um, but I feel like I've gained a lot of patience and knowing that, um, you know, if we have a day where she's not getting it, she's not into it it's okay to put it, put it away for a little while and, um, come back to it later. Maybe she needs to go outside for a little bit and look at the ladybugs or something. But, um, I feel like that part, however, as the oldest progresses, I feel like that's always changing. And that's probably my biggest challenge is making sure that, you know, she's where she needs to be and, you know, just watching that progress. So, and that you're doing enough for her. Yes, exactly. I think we can always think, well, maybe they should just get on that yellow school bus. (laughs) Things would be a lot better. (laughs) There's there's been many days I've thought that for sure. Okay, good. I'm not alone. (laughs) No. And speaking of the yellow school bus, um, do you think that, you know, you have made the right decision to homeschool your children? Without a doubt, I can say I think that we did make the right decision, and um, I don't have anything against our public schools or private schools. I am so thankful for them, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for our family, I think, and you know, who knows down the road what, what we will end up doing, but I, I'm just, as you said, I'm seeing the fruit of it now, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing Um, you know, one of my children who really did struggle learning how to read that she actually goes and, you know, she goes and chooses to read when it's, you know, she doesn't have anything else to do. She chooses to go grab a book. And that seeing that Mm -hmm. has just, um, just, it's given me a lot more peace knowing that um, a lot of these things that we as, as parents worry about, a, a lot of times our kids will just amaze us when we give them the time and space to do that. Yeah, and that is what is so good about homeschooling is because they can kind of be more interest-led, um, right. and you can kind of see them develop what their interests are, and then also, you know, get them books on what they're interested in. Exactly. And that'll help, too. So, um, yeah. and you mentioned you were in classical conversation. Is is that something that you would like to talk about a little bit? Oh, I love talking about classical conversations, yes. So, 
We actually, my family, um, this is our first year in classical conversations. However, I am not really new to the concept. I, I wanted to join back when my oldest was in kindergarten and, um, we just never did. Like we just, I, I don't know why we never did, but we just, we just, it just wasn't the right time, I guess. But we, um, I always, I always looked at it as, oh, that's something I would love to do. It's the, I, I always saw other families that were doing it and their children seemed like they were learning so much and it was great to have that accountability. And I can tell you from so far, what we've seen this year is my children have just um, even more become so excited about what they're learning um, and then putting it together with a community is amazing. Like, mm -hmm. like, um, so I don't, I don't know how much you know about classical conversations, but the younger children are really just doing memory work. Well, they do a lot of things, but they, they do memory work and they are just memorizing, um, like they have science memory work. So today we went for a nature walk and our friend that was with us that also does classical conversations, she was pointing out, oh, look, this is a dicot. This is a monocot plant. And having that accountability of other friends that are learning the same things at the same time um, just has been really beautiful. That's really cool. I think that's a great resource for anyone looking for a kind of a classical education um, and also for a social time as well. They get to connect with other families. Um, so as homeschoolers, how would you describe their socialization compared to um, some of the peers their own age? Um, from what I've seen, around other other children um my children they get excited about <laughs> about seeing other people no matter who it is um we could say uh, you know uh, let's say that it was a 70 year old neighbor was coming over to our house to say hello or something it doesn't matter who it is they're excited to talk to other people um if we're in a group they'll you can see my kids talking to the little little kids or the the adults um they they feel comfortable talking to all ages which is i think is an important skill to learn so um i think that's one way that i've seen some differences okay great um and just last question what are a few words of encouragement for any parent who is on the fence to homeschool um i think that somebody just needed to tell me at the very beginning that here, you can do this. You are not alone, especially now in this, in this time, there are so many other parents doing the same thing that you are. And there are resources available for you there. Go to the groups on Facebook, or um, uh, you can find information on any social media for uh, homeschooling resources. Um, but you can do this. No one knows your child better than you do. And no one will fight for your child the way that you will. So that's my encouragement. That's so great. Well, I appreciate your wisdom and your encouragement today, Jennifer. And um, I thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Autumn. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com. 